Supreme Court Update 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. Econolage Aeroport and Lombard General Insurance Company of Canada 2018 SEC 43 The English version of the judgment of Chief Justice Wagner and Justices Abella, Moldaver, Karakatsanis, Gascon, Cote, Brown, and Martin. Delivered by Justice Gascon. Part 1. Overview. Paragraph 1. This, pe this appeal concerns both a hotel establishment's civil liability for the theft of cars belonging to its guests and the applicability of an exclusion clause in its liability insurance policy in this situation. 2. Econolodge Airport Econolodge, is a park-and-fly hotel located near Montreal Pierre Elliott Trudeau International Airport. Its main purpose is to provide travelers with accommodation before they leave for the airport and upon their return from a trip. During the winters of 2005 and 2006, two of the Econolodge's guests had their cars stolen from the hotel's parking lot while they were abroad. The owners were compensated for their losses by their respective insurers. AXA Insurance Inc., now Intact Insurance Company, and Promutuel Insurance Portneuf Champlain. Promutuel. Since each insurer was subrogated to the rights of its insured, it brought an action against Econolodge to recover the amount of compensation paid to its client. Promutuel has also brought a direct action against Econolodge's insurer, Lombard General Insurance Company of Canada, now Northbridge General Insurance Corporation, Lombard. In each case between Econolodge and AXA, Econolodge itself impleted its insurer, Lombard, in warranty. 3. The actions concerning the two thefts were joined and were heard together in the Court of Quebec. In the case between Econolodge and AXA, the trial judge found Econolodge liable for the theft of the car, and the Court of Appeal upheld that finding. In the case between Econolodge and Promutuel, Econolodge's liability was accepted since a default judgment had been rendered in that case against the hotel operator. It should be noted that, at the time the thefts occurred, Econolodge was owned successively by two different entities, 3091-5177 Quebec Inc., theft from the Axas Insured, and AMA Investments Inc., theft from Promutuels Insured. 4. The judge also held that the standard care, custody, or control exclusion clause in Econolodge's liability insurance policy did not apply to these cases, with the result that Lombard had to compensate its insured in the first case and Promutuel in the second. However, the Court of Appeal found that the judge had made a palpable and overriding error in this regard. In its view, the clause applied to the circumstances, and the stolen cars were therefore excluded from Econolodge's insurance coverage. The central point on which the courts below were divided was how the guests' handover of car keys to the hotel operator affected the determination of who had custody of the vehicles.
5. This court is called upon to decide two issues in this context. First, in the case involving AXA only, it must be decided whether Econolodge is liable for the theft of the car because it did not take reasonable steps to secure its parking lot. Second, in both cases, it must be determined whether the clause in Econolodge's insurance contract excluding coverage for property damage, loss of use, or physical injury to personal property in the care, custody, or control of the insured applies on the facts. 6. With respect, I am of the view that the Court of Appeal erred in intervening and that the judgment of the Court of Quebec should be restored. I would therefore dismiss the appeal of 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. against AXA in the first file, file number 37421, but I would allow its appeal in the same file against its insurer Lombard, as well as Promutuel's appeal against the same insurer in file number 37422. Part 2. Factual Background. Paragraph 7. In the two cases before us, Econolodge was owned successively in 2005 and 2006 by 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. That's the case relating to the theft of access insured. And AMA Investments Inc. That was a case during the theft of Promutuel's insured person. Under both of these companies, Econolodge adopted the same promotional strategy. Capitalizing on its convenient location a few miles from the site of the airport, the hotel invited travelers to sleep in its rooms, leave their cars in its parking lot while traveling, and use its shuttle service to get to the airport. 8. Econolodge's parking lot is located behind the hotel. It was an open, unfenced and unattended lot that was freely accessible to guests of the hotel, clients of the neighboring office building and restaurant, and others who were passing by. Econolodge's guests kept their car keys after parking. However, during the winter, guests who left their cars in the parking lot while traveling had to hand over their keys at the front desk so that their cars could be moved if necessary for snow removal. They filled out a registration form to enable the hotel staff to identify their car. The form did not indicate the date on which the vehicle was expected to be picked up. 9. On returning from a trip in January 2005, a first guest of Econolodge discovered that his car was no longer in the parking lot. He turned to his insurance company, AXA, which compensated him for his loss. As AXA was subrogated to the rights of its insured, it sued Econolodge which was at that time 30915177 Quebec Inc. to recover the amount of compensation it had paid. Econolodge pleaded its insurer, Lombard, in warranty. 10. In March 2006, a second guest of Econolodge made the same discovery. His insurance company, Promutuel, also compensated him and became subrogated of his rights. It instituted proceedings both against Econolodge, at that time AMA Investments Inc., and against Lombard directly. 11. Both victims of the thefts in question had handed over their keys at the hotel's front desk before leaving. Econolodge was not aware that their cars had been stolen from its parking lot until they informed it. The keys were, at that point, still in the same place and in the hotel operator's possession. At the time of the thefts, Econolodge had property and liability insurance policies issued by Lombard. Two successful 
two successive policies which were identical with respect to the issues in these cases were therefore in effect during the relevant period. Both of them contained a clause excluding liability insurance coverage for property damage to personal property in the care, custody, or control of the accused. Part 3. Judicial History Subsection A. Court of Quebec, 2015, QCCQ 1539, Paragraph 12. The actions brought by AXA and Promutuel were joined and were heard together by Judge Chalifour of the Court of Quebec. In both cases, the quantum of damages was agreed. 13. In the case between Econolodge and Promutuel, Econolodge's liability for the theft of the car was accepted, since a default judgment had been rendered against AMA Investments, Inc. The judge found that the hotel operator was also liable for the theft of the car insured by AXA. Refusing to separate the various services offered through Econolodge's park-and-fly system, the judge found the contractual relationship between Econolodge and its guests to be a contract for services that included an obligation to look after the guest's interests with prudence and diligence. In light of its business model, the hotel operator's failure to take reasonable steps to secure its parking lot was a fault that engaged its liability. 14. In Econolodge's action in warranty against its insurer, Lombard, and Promutuel's direct action against Lombard, the judge found that the thefts of the guest's cars were covered by Econolodge's liability insurance policies. In her view, the exclusion clause relied on by Lombard did not apply in these cases because Econolodge had neither custody nor real control or care of its guest's cars. The fact that the keys had been left at the front desk so that the parking lot could be cleared of snow, did not have the effect of transferring custody of the cars to Econolodge. The judge noted that applying the exclusion clause in such a manner would produce absurd results. Subsection B, Quebec Court of Appeal, 2016, QCCA 1903, paragraph 15. Lombard filed an appeal against Econolodge and Promutuel on the issue of the applicability of the Care, Custody, or Control Exclusion Clause. Econolodge appealed the judge's finding concerning its liability for the theft of the car insured by AXA. 16. The Court of Appeal affirmed the trial judge's judgment with respect to Econolodge's liability. However, it came to a different conclusion on the application of the Exclusion Clause. In its view, the judge had made a reviewable error by failing to consider the evidence concerning the handover to the hotel operator of the keys of the stolen cars. The Court of Appeal found that possession of the keys meant that Econolodge had custody of the cars and that the insurance coverage was therefore inapplicable. It added that the judge had been wrong to, translation, quote, try to come up with a single solution applicable to every case, end quote. The Court of Appeal stated that it would be incongruous for the hotel operator to have an obligation of prudence and diligence without having custody of its guest vehicles. Part 4. Analysis Subsection A. Econolodge's Civil Liability for Theft Paragraph 17. To begin with, I am of the view that the courts below did not err in finding Econolodge liable for the theft of the car insured by AXA. I note that Econolodge's civil liability is an issue only in the case between it and AXA. The hotel operator's liability for the theft of the car insured by Promutuel is not disputed by anyone before this court. 
18. As the Court of Appeals stated, the characterization of the contractual relationship between Econo Lodge and its guests is a question of mixed fact and law. Characterizing a contract involves determining the purposes of the contract or the essential prestation that is central to it. C. D. Luel and B. Moore, Droit des Obligations, 2nd edition, 2012. However, the characterization of a contract is not a pure question of law when this determination makes it necessary, as it does here, to consider the evidence of the party's common intention. C. Unipri Inc. and Gestion Goslin et Berube Inc. 2017, SCC 43. See also Station Montremblant contre Bonville Jonca 2017, QCCA 939. See also Montréal, Maine et Atlantique Canada 2014, QCCA 2070. As a mixed question, the trial judge's characterization of the contract is therefore entitled to deference on appeal. See Hausen and Nicolaisen, 2002, SCC 33. 19. In characterizing the contract, the trial judge properly considered the full range of services offered by Econolodge. As a park and fly hotel, Econolodge offered its guests a number of services including accommodation, parking, and a shuttle service. It is not appropriate to separate these services, given that a package of services is what was considered by guests and advertised by Econolodge. In fact, Econolodge encouraged its guests, mainly travelers, to leave their vehicles in its parking lot while they were away. In doing so, the guests were reasonably entitled to expect that Econolodge would look after their interests and take such security measures as were necessary in the circumstances. 20. This holistic approach to the contract between Econolodge and its guests is consistent with the testimony given by the owner of the car insured by AXA, the prestations provided for in the contract, and the case law on park and fly hotels. See Groupe Les Deux Inc. Mutuelle d'Assurance contre 7041730 Canada Inc. Econolage Aeroport 2014 QCCQ 2920. See also Tremblay contre 4328175 Canada. Marriott Fairfield Inn and Suites Montreal Airport. 2017 QCCQ 13774. 21. On the basis of this analysis, the trial judge characterized the contract between Econolodge and its guests as a contract for services within the meaning of Article 2098 of the Civil Code of Quebec. Under Article 2100 of the Civil Code of Quebec, Econolodge therefore has an obligation, quote, to act in the best interest of its clients with prudence and diligence, end quote. 22. Both the Court of Quebec and the Court of Appeal found that Econolodge had breached its obligation of prudence and diligence by failing to take reasonable steps to secure the parking lot, unbeknownst to its guests. The evidence before the trial judge showed that Econolodge was not taking even minimal steps to watch over or monitor the parking lot. 
The judge was also of the view that the discrepancy between the guest's reasonable expectations and Econolodge's nonchalant attitude toward the security of its parking lot was such that the hotel operator could be found to have deceived its guests. 23. This determination of fault is a finding of mixed fact and law. See Saint-Jean and Mercier, 2002, SCC, 15. It is entitled to deference on appeal since an assessment of the facts is necessary to make such a finding. See Hausen. In the instant case, there is no error that would justify reversing the trial judge's finding on this point. 24. The judge further found that, quote, the causal connection between this fault and the damage is clear, end quote. Again, the determination of causation is a question of fact that is not open to review by an appellate court unless a palpable and overriding error has been made. See Montréal-Ville contre Lonardi, 2018, SEC 29. See also Benheim and Saint-Germain, 2016, SEC 48. See also Saint-Jean. In any event, the parties are not challenging the judge's finding on this point. 25. The Court of Appeal was therefore right to uphold the Conologe's liability for the theft of the car insured by AXA. There are no grounds for this court's intervention on this first issue. Subsection B. The Care, Custody, or Control Exclusion Clause. Paragraph 26. On the second issue raised by these cases, this court must decide whether the Court of Appeal was correct in stating that the trial judge had made a reviewable error by finding that the handover of keys did not trigger the application of the care, custody, or control exclusion clause. This issue relates to Lombard's defense both to the direct action brought against it by Promutuel and to Econolodge's action in warranty in the case between it and AXA. 27. In this regard, Lombard argues that it does not have to compensate Econolodge for the theft of its guest cars because that property is excluded from its liability insurance coverage. Lombard relies on the care, custody, or control exclusion clause in its insurance policies, which reads as follows. Translation, quote, This insurance does not apply to H. Property damage to D. Property damage in your care, custody, or control. 28. It is well established that the party relying on an exclusion clause in an insurance policy has the onus of proving that the clause applies to the facts of the case. See Ledcor Construction Limited and Northbridge Indemnity Insurance Company, 2016, SCC 37. See also American Home Assurances Inc. and Compagnie d'Assurance Générale Lombard, 2006, QCCA 112. In order to succeed, Lombard therefore had to establish that the vehicles in question were in Econolodge's care, custody, or control. In this regard, Lombard submits that the custody of a vehicle is necessarily transferred by handing over the keys, which are needed to start it. 29. In the instant cases, the applicability of the exclusion clause is the point on which the judges below were divided. The Court of Quebec judge found the exclusion inapplicable because Econolodge did not have care, custody, or control of its guest vehicles. The Court of Appeal was rather of the view that Econolodge had, quote, a real power of preservation, safekeeping, direction, and physical control over the guests' cars while they were traveling, 
End quote. 30. As the Court of Appeal correctly stated, whether Econo Lodge had custody of the vehicles is, once again, a question of mixed fact and law. The trial judge's answers to this question is entitled to deference on appeal. While custody is a legal concept, the determination of custody is a highly factual question that, translation, quote, depends on the specific circumstances of each case, end quote. That's from J.L. Boudouin, P. Deloray, et B. Moore, La Responsabilité Civile, 8th edition, 2014. The applicability of the care, custody, or control clause is therefore, translation, largely a question of fact. Quote, largely a question of fact, end quote. See Arkwright Boston Manufacturers Insurance Company and Zurich Insurance Company, a 1996 decision of the Quebec Court of Appeal. See also Guy Inc. and ICI Canada Inc., a 1997 decision of the Quebec Superior Court. 31. I also note that the issue before us involves the application of the clause, not its interpretation. It's true that this court established in LEDCOR that the interpretation of a standard form contract is a question of law subject to correctness review, where the interpretation is of precedential value and is not based on any meaningful factual matrix. However, this principle does not apply here. There is no ambiguity in the care, custody, or control clause that needs to be resolved through the interpretation process. Rather, what is an issue is the application of the clause to the facts. See Guardian Insurance Company of Canada and Dale & Co., a 1972 decision of the Quebec Court of Appeal. Specifically, the issue before us is whether the clause applies in a factual context in which the guests handed over the keys of their vehicles to the hotel's front desk. 32. This being the case, I am of the view that the trial judge's finding of mixed fact and law with regard to custody of the stolen vehicles was not open to appellate review unless a palpable and overriding error was made. As a result, in my view, the Court of Appeals' intervention was unwarranted for three reasons. 33. First, it is not accurate to say that the judge did not consider the handover of the keys. On the contrary, she did consider it, but she found that, in the circumstances, it was not sufficient in itself to transfer custody of the vehicles to Econo Lodge. Second, the record did not permit the Court of Appeal to review the judge's findings on the reasons why the guests handed over their keys to the hotel. Third, there is no contradiction or inconsistency in the law between the judge's finding that Econo Lodge had an obligation of prudence and diligence and her finding that the stolen cars were not in its care, custody, or control. Sub-subsection 1. Trial Judge's Consideration of the Handover of Keys Paragraph 34 The Court of Appeals stated that the judgment of the Court of Quebec, translation, quote, contains an overriding error in that it fails to take into account the specific circumstances in which the two losses occurred. The judge had to consider the evidence concerning the handover of keys by the guests, end quote. With respect, I believe that this statement does not do justice to the judge's reasons. She specifically considered the handover of keys at paragraphs 38 and 39 of her judgment. Translation, quote, Counsel for Lombard argues that the handover of keys during the winter months is fatal to the insured. The exclusion then becomes applicable. Had the theft occurred in the summer, Lombard could not have relied on the exclusion. The court cannot accept this argument. 
it might lead to absurd results depending on the situation. In the cases at bar, the hotel does not have a, quote, real power of preservation, safekeeping, direction, and physical control, end quote, over its guest cars. The hotel operator's duties do not change simply because the keys to vehicles are left on site during the winter in case the parking lot needs to be cleared of snow, end quote. 35. Based on these paragraphs, it cannot be said that the judge failed to consider the handover of keys by the hotel's guests. She considered it, but she found that it was insufficient in itself to transfer custody of the car to Econo Lodge in the circumstances. In my view, the judge did not make a palpable and overriding error on this point, and her findings on the limited effect of the handover of keys was firmly based on an assessment of all the evidence. Essentially, the Court of Appeal criticized her for coming to a different conclusion than it did on the transfer of custody of the vehicles because of the limited effect she attributed to the handover of keys. With respect, this did not justify appellate intervention. 36. The clause at issue here excludes liability insurance coverage for personal property that is in the care, custody, or control of the insured. Its purpose is to prevent liability coverage from being transformed into property coverage, here for the property of another. Since liability insurance is not intended to cover the risk of loss of the insured's property, it is equally not intended to cover the risk of loss of property of which the insured assumes custody. An insurer does not want to cover a risk that is unrelated to the purpose for which coverage is purchased, since it is unable to assess the value of the property entrusted to the insured and to set out premiums that reflect the risk of its loss. See United States Fire Insurance Company and Bouchard des Blanchettes Marine Limited, a 1990 decision of the Quebec Court of Appeal. In short, the exclusion attaches to certain property, not to the acts of the insured. See Boudouin des Lauriers et more. See also C. Massé, L'exclusion des biens sous les soins, garde et contrôle de l'assuré. Où en sommes-nous? In Barreau du Québec, volume number 243. Développement récent en droit des assurances, 2006. See also Bouchard des Blanchettes Marine. See also Guy, 37. While the clause in the instant case is clear and does not need to be interpreted, it is helpful to consider the meaning given by the authorities to the words used in the original French, garde, custody, direction, direction, and gestion, management. It is not a matter of determining the nature of these concepts, which is already well established. Rather, this exercise offers guidance in assessing whether the particular facts of these cases show that these concepts apply here. See Guardian Insurance. 38. The authorities indicate that garde, custody, and, quote, pouvoir de direction ou gestion, end quote, power of direction or management, are related concepts pertaining to control over property. According to Professor Karim, according to Professor Karim, translation, quote, the custodian of the thing is the person that exercises the power of supervision, control, or direction. End quote. That's from V. Karim Les Obligations, 4th edition, 2015, volume 1. Boudouin, Des Lauriers, and more state that translation, quote, 
Custody is assessed directly by reference to the power of control, supervision, and direction over the property, end quote, and that the, quote, power of direction and management must enable the insured to prevent the damage that may be caused to the property, end quote. Chantal Massé notes that the concept of translation, quote, power of direction or management, end quote, has guided the courts in determining when a person has custody of property. 39. In Indemnity Insurance Company of North America and Excel Cleaning Service, a 1954 decision of the Supreme Court of Canada, this court interpreted the clause at issue here, the French version of which used the words soin, garde et contrôle, care, custody, and control, at the time, as requiring that control and responsibility for the preservation of the property be transferred sufficiently to change legal custody of the property. And that's per Justices Rand and Justice Esty. See also Boudouin, Delaurier, and more. Boudouin, Delaurier, and more. Who note at number 2-533 that while the French wording of this standard clause has changed somewhat over the years, its logic has remained the same. In Arkwright, the Quebec Court of Appeal determined that this clause, translation, quote, will apply only if the insured exercises a real power of preservation, safekeeping, direction, and physical control over the property, end quote. This is the same language used in the courts below in the instant cases. In Guy, the Superior Court similarly found translation, quote, custody is, in a broad sense, the relationship between the person responsible for the object, a relationship based on the power of supervision, control, and direction, that enables the former to prevent the damage that may be caused to the latter, end quote. 40. Here, there is no doubt that the handover of keys is a relevant fact in determining the custody of property, since the keys provide access to the vehicle. See Atlantic Consolidated Foods Limited and Barnes Security Limited, a 1981 decision of the Quebec Superior Court. Nevertheless, I cannot accept Lombard's argument that custody is transferred automatically when the keys to a vehicle are handed over. Such an absolute rule is inconsistent with the highly contextual nature of the determination of custody and with the principles developed in the case law. For example, in 9144-6765 Quebec Inc., Contre Plante, 2013, QCCS 1279, the Superior Court held that custody of a boat had not been transferred despite the handover of keys because the delegated power over the boat was too limited in time. In Société d'assurance des Casse Populaires contre Haines, a 1986 decision of the Quebec Court of Appeal, and Garage GTD Inc. contre l'Évêque, a 1986 decision of the Quebec Superior Court, the Court of Appeal and Superior Court both found that custody of immovable property had not been transferred despite the handover of keys because the keys had been handed over solely to provide access and to accommodate the insured. 41. To determine whether there had been a transfer to determine whether there has been a transfer of custody and thus control of property, a court must consider all the circumstances, including the reasons for any handover of keys. This is precisely what the trial judge did in the instant cases. This brings me to the second error in the Court of Appeals intervention. 
Subsection sub, 2. Reason for the handover of keys. Paragraph 42. The Court of Appeal found that, when guests hand over their car keys at the front desk, Econolodge translation, quote, is then responsible for looking after the vehicles, not only when there is a buildup of snow, but also if anything at all occurs that may affect them while they are parked in its lot, end quote. However, in writing this, the Court of Appeal unjustifiably un- overturned the trial judge's finding of fact that the keys were handed over solely for the purpose of snow removal in the parking lot. With all due respect for the appellate judges, I am of the view that this intervention was unwarranted. 43. The reason the guest handed over their keys is important, because it distinguishes custody from mere physical holding of the vehicles. Of course, both custody and physical holding imply that there is some power to control property. They are nonetheless two distinct concepts. A holder of property does not have custody of it, where the holder is able to exercise only a limited and not a general power over the property. See Boudouin, Delaurier, and more at number 1-962-44. Where a contractual relationship exists, as in the instant cases, translation, quote, reference must be made to the obligational context of the agreement to determine whether custody has been transferred, end quote. And that's from Boudouin, Delaurier, and more at number 1-964. For example, in Excel Cleaning, Justice Esty noted the owner of the property had given the service provider permission to deal with the property only to the extent necessary to perform the service. Because of the nature of the service in question, that limited permission was not sufficient to transfer custody of the property. Thus, mere permission to handle a rug in order to clean it did not give rise to an obligation to keep it intact and to preserve it generally. 45. Here, the trial judge's finding that the keys were handed over solely for the purpose of snow removal in the parking lot is supported by the evidence concerning the party's intention, particularly the testimony given by the owner of one of the stolen cars and by the first owner of the hotel. Moreover, the fact that Econolodge required keys to be handed over only during winter by guests who left their car in the hotel parking lot while they were away supports the finding that the handover of keys gave the hotel operator only limited, clearly circumscribed power. It was therefore open to the judge to conclude from her analysis of the evidence heard that Econolodge had the power to move vehicles only when there was a buildup of snow and that it was not sufficient in itself to transfer custody of the stolen cars. Contrary to what Lombard argues, the handover of keys does not automatically transfer custody regardless of the circumstances. 46. With respect, the Court of Appeals' statement that the handover of keys could serve other purposes was not based on the facts and evidence, let alone on an improper assessment of that evidence by the trial judge that could be characterized as a palpable and overriding error. Sub-sub-section 3. Distinction between custody and an obligation of prudence and diligence. Paragraph 47. Lastly, I am of the view that the Court of Appeal erred in suggesting that there was an inconsistency in the findings of the trial judge, who recognized both that Econolodge had an obligation of prudence and diligence, and that the cars were not in its care, custody, or control. 48. In Arkwright, the Quebec Court of Appeal specifically rejected the idea 
of equating a contractor's obligation of prudence with a power of direction or management under a care, custody, and control exclusion clause in a liability insurance policy. Quote, translation, I understand that the care, custody, and control exclusion will apply only where the insured exercises a real power of preservation, safekeeping, direction, and physical control over the property, and does not merely have a duty of prudence or care in carrying out an activity in respect of the property. End quote. 49. The obligations are indeed different in nature. Econolodge's obligation of prudence and diligence originates in Article 2100 of the Civil Code of Quebec, which governs contracts for services. It therefore attaches to the performance of services by the hotel operator. But as I have stated, unlike the obligations in Article 2100 of the Civil Code of Quebec, the care, custody, or control clause excludes coverage for property over which the insured exercises certain powers. It does not attach to the insured's acts. The fact that the insured breached its duty of prudence and diligence in performing a service does not mean that it necessarily had legal custody of the property in question. It must still be found that the insured had control over the property and an obligation to preserve it. 50. In Excel Cleaning, Justice Rand emphasized the distinction between an obligation that exists in performing a service and the powers granted in relation to property. Quote, Clearly custody of the property was not transferred. The only care called for was in the exclusion of the services, not toward the property as such, and no control over the property in question, in a proprietary sense, was intended. End quote. More recently, the Quebec Court of Appeal reiterated this admonition against confusing the insured's obligations relating to the manner of providing a service with the insured's obligations towards the property. See American Home. In these two decisions, the courts were specifically considering the application of the exclusion clause at issue here. 51. In her judgment, the trial judge properly distinguished Econolodge's obligation of prudence and diligence from the custody of the cars. The hotel operator's obligation to take reasonable steps to secure its parking lot, such as monitoring the lot or putting up fences, cameras, or concrete blocks, did not ipso facto lead to a change in the custody of the vehicles left in the lot. There was no inconsistency in the judge's findings in this regard. Econolodge could very well have been merely holding a vehicle physically and been subject to an obligation of prudence and diligence in performing a service. In itself, this obligation does not imply sufficient transfer of control and of responsibility for the preservation of the vehicle to result in a change in legal custody. 52. I therefore conclude that the trial judge's judgment contained no error warranting appellate intervention as regards Econolodge's liability insurance coverage. My conclusion is also supported by two additional considerations. 53. First, the care, custody, or control exclusion clause should not be applied in such a way that the coverage offered by the insurer becomes ineffective. See Boudouin, Delaurier, and more at number 2-533. See J.G. Bergeron, Les Contrats d'Assurance Terrestre, Nines et Entre Lines, 1989. The courts have therefore been reluctant to exclude coverage for the main activities engaged in by an insured. See Excel Cleaning per Justice Esti. See also Group Commerce Compagnie d'Assurance contre Service d'Entraine Ribot Inc. 1992 Quebec Court of Appeal Decision. 
See also 3457265 Canada Inc. and 9124-8948 Quebec Inc. 2016 QCCS 2462. See also Atlantic Consolidated. This approach helps to maintain some balance between the coverage taken out by an insured and the exclusions in the policy. See 3457265 Canada Inc and promotes a sensible commercial result in accordance with Consolidated Bathurst Export Limited and Mutual Boiler and Machinery Insurance Company, 1980 Supreme Court of Canada decision. See also Droit des Assurances Terrestres, 6th edition, 2017, at numbers 130, 133, and 157. 54. In this regard, I note that one rationale for the care, custody, or control exclusion clause is to prevent the insurer from translation, quote, tying its obligation to pay compensation to uncertainties resulting from the initiatives that may be taken by an insured who agrees to store items that, that belong to third parties and that have nothing to do with the kind of commercial activities engaged in by the insured and known to the insurer, end quote, from Bouchard de Blanchette. In the instant cases, however, parking was a key component of the package of services offered by Econo Lodge as a park-and-fly hotel. Excluding liability for its guest cars from its insurance coverage would have undercut the usefulness of the coverage for one of its main activities. The trial judge found that Lombard was well aware of Econo Lodge's business model and had chosen to insure it with full knowledge of the situation. As the judge put it, translation, quote, Lombard is not taken by surprise by the claims in issue, end quote. 55. Second, I agree with the trial judge that Lombard's judgment leads to results that are incongruous, if not absurd. Second, I agree with the trial judge that Lombard's argument leads to results that are incongruous, if not absurd. In the court of Quebec, Lombard's senior analyst conceded that the exclusion clause was inapplicable in the summer since Econolodge did not have the keys to parked vehicles in its possession during that time. In short, in the same year of coverage, the applicability of the exclusion clause would depend on the season or even on the amount of precipitation. Moreover, if we follow Lombard's line of reasoning, the insurance policy would cover the theft of a car during the winter if its owner remained at the hotel, but not, but not the contemporaneous theft of a car next to it whose owner went abroad and handed over the keys to the front desk in case the parking lot needed to be cleared of snow. The purpose of highlighting the absurdity of this situation is not to translation, quote, come up with a single solution applicable to every case, end quote, as the Court of Appeal suggested. Rather, it is to emphasize the importance of considering all the relevant facts and not presumptively giving decisive weight to a particular fact without factoring in all of the relevant circumstances. Part 5. Conclusion. Paragraph 56. The finding by the courts below that Econolodge is liable for the theft of the car insured by AXA does not warrant any intervention by this court. I would therefore dismiss the appeal of 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. against AXA in file number 37421 with costs. 57. However, the trial judge did not make any palpable and overriding error that is reviewable on appeal in finding that the keys were handed over solely for the purpose of snow removal in the parking lot, and that this was insufficient to transfer custody and control to Econo Lodge. Since the exclusion clause in Econo Lodge's liability insurance policy is therefore inapplicable on the facts, 
I would allow the appeal of 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. against Lombar in file number 37421, as well as Promutuel's appeal against the same insurer in file number 37422, with costs throughout. I would thus restore the trial judge's decision, ordering Lombard to pay damages, interest, and the additional indemnity to 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. and Promutuel. 58. I note in closing that the parties have agreed on terms for the payment by Lombard of Econolodge's extrajudicial defense costs for the proceedings in the Court of Appeal and this Court. It is therefore unnecessary for me to deal with this aspect of the case. The following are the reasons delivered by Justice Rowe. Paragraph 59. I agree with my colleague Justice Gascon in his analysis and in the result. I would add only the following regarding the jurisprudence related to contract characterization. My colleague states at paragraph 18 that characterization of the contract between Econolodge and its clients is a question of mixed fact and law as a trial judge found it necessary to have regard to extrinsic evidence in order to ascertain the true nature of the contract. I would agree that, in this case, characterization is a mixed question. By contrast, where having regard to extrinsic evidence is not needed, characterization remains a question of law. See Unipri Inc. and Gestion Goslin et Berube Inc. 2017, SCC 43. The Appeal of 3091-5177 Quebec Inc. as Econolage Aéroport, allowed in part. Appeal of Promutuel Insurance Pernus Champoint, allowed.